Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bunch of healed, delivered people in this place. Blessed. That reminds me of something. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Um, I will share this with you guys. Um, on Tuesday, when I had the opportunity to speak with our guest ministers, his name is Steve. He used to pastor for I don't know how many years, 20 plus years. But anyway, um, one of the things he said we needed here in this church was, um, and I don't remember if he called this the vision statement. Is that what he called it? Something along those lines. But anyway, he said, you don't, the vision statement should be like Nike. You know how Nike, what its statement is? Just do it. Subway, eat fresh. And he said, you need something for Celebration of Life Church. And I said, you know, I sat there and I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I just watched that movie the other day. <laughs> Never mind. I guess if you haven't seen the movie, you don't know what I'm talking about. Not at the museum. One of them. There you go. But anyway, um, and as I thought, all of a sudden it rose up in my heart. You've been saying your vision statement for years you just didn't know that it was that vision statement and it is blessed to be a blessing and what the lord was showing me is i have narrowed it into the area of finances and it's true we're blessed to be a blessing where our finances are concerned but it's true with any area how many know that when you get delivered and set free you're blessed Amen. and guess what you get to do be a blessing to those who are bound. You go to them and say, hey, let me tell you about my Jesus who set me free. He'll do the exact same thing for you. Blessed to be a blessing. You get healed. Blessed. Go share with people who are sick. Let me tell you about my Jesus who healed me. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I just wanted you to know that, that blessed to be a blessing. That is, I don't like to use the word motto, but it is our vision statement summed up, blessed to be a blessing. Amen? Isn't that good? Glory to God. God is good. Praise the Lord. We are going to take up our tithes and offerings now. If you need our offering envelope for your giving, please slide a hand up. There's a hand up right there. Remember, if you're making checks out, you do not have to put it into an envelope if you don't want to because obviously the information will be there. I got checks. Boy, do I got checks today. I think those are both yours. I got three more. Want to give them? Hallelujah. You know, I, I, um, I have come to the conclusion that, as I said earlier, we're living in the last days. And I've come to the conclusion that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. I think I said that last week. I mentioned it last week or the week before that. But, um, and that means something. I think it means a couple of things. Number one, I think a lot of people who are out there in the world that have access to a lot of money are going to get born again. Amen. They're going to bring their wealth with them into the kingdom. <coughs> but I also believe that God is going to move upon people's hearts who aren't even born again. And they're going to funnel finances into places where they're expecting it to happen. Now, I, I, I'm saying this for a reason, but... For some reason, I believe God is going to do something different for this church where our church building is concerned. Right. And, um, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I, I can't sit there and say, thus saith the Lord, this is how it's going to happen. I know it's coming to pass. I believe it now more than ever in my life. I believe it's coming to pass and it's going to happen soon. We're going to have a wonderful, beautiful place. And it's going to be a phenomenal. I mean, when you go into our sanctuary, you're going to be just, whoa. It's going to be beautiful, as it should be, because it's for Jesus. Amen? And it's, uh, 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 it's going to have a great location, going to have great parking. Hallelujah. But um, I believe that some things are going to take place, the, the likes of which we, we you, could, you can't even begin to imagine how it's going to happen. But it's coming to pass. 
I said it's coming to pass. Hallelujah. I have been taking the time through, because of the study we're on, to research the uh, church's finances, how much money came in last year and how much money is going out. And I don't feel led to do that right now during this offering because I believe uh, in a couple weeks or maybe next week I'll be talking to you about that because I want it to tie in with what we are ministering on about the fact that our God is the God of, uh, of more than enough. But um, I want you guys to have your expectors turned on. I want you to be believing God that something is going to happen in your life, the likes of which, again, it's never happened that way before. It's never happened that way before. Something awesome is going to come into your life. But there is a condition. Number one, you have to believe. Number two, you have to get into God's kingdom. Become a part of God's way of doing things. The only way it happens is if we do it God's way. Because what, what, what happens when you do it God's way? What does that mean? That means your trust is in the world? No, your trust is in God. I, I tithe regularly. Every time something comes in, we tithe off of it. And we sow over and above that. And, and, and the reason we do it, because it works. It's happened in our lives so many times. And God's been so good to us, and I know he's going to do it again. I was just thinking about the fact that we have, um, um, I was telling my wife this, you know, we're believing God for that uh, forerunner out there to be fully paid off, fully paid off. And we're believing for another vehicle because the Lord laid it on my heart to give one of my vehicles away to somebody. And I did. And I did it in faith. But I got stirred up again thinking about how the fact that we had given away another vehicle to a young girl over in Idaho and then we gave away uh, this vehicle. And so the point I'm trying to make is, is I believe in God's way of doing things. Does that make sense? We're down, we are down to one vehicle. And it's not always e easy when you have one vehicle. Now, God makes a way, helps us to get the things done that we need to get done and everything else. But the point I'm trying to make is I know something big's going to be coming into my life. I know that that vehicle out there is fully paid for. And I know God's got me a new vehicle just for me coming in in Jesus name. Hallelujah. You want to know why? Because I do it God's way. I do it God's way. I work the word and the word always works. I work the word and God makes himself responsible for the results. Now, I don't know about you, but I, it seems to me I'd rather have God working on my behalf than the world system. Are you hearing me? God never fails. God can move upon somebody all the way on the other side of the world to send me some money to get me a new vehicle. <coughs> you might be thinking, oh, Pastor Dan, that's a little <laughs> crazy. I could tell you stories, different stories of different individuals who were prayed for by people on the other side of the world and kept supernaturally protected from an onslaught of the enemy. Amen. Somebody they had never met before, they were praying for him. Glory to God. So anyway, I believe God's going to be doing some incredible things. Great, great, great financial harvest is coming in to the body of Christ. God needs us to be blessed <coughs> so that we can be a blessing. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Well, hold your offerings up and let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to bring our tithes and our, our, our seed into this this good ground of celebration of life, church, we believe our best days are before us as we walk out your plan and your purpose for this church. Thank you, Father God. I call the harvest in now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I call the harvest in. I loose the ministering spirits. I empower them right now with the blood of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, you go now, cause it to come in. We bind you, Satan, off of our finances. The finances of this church, the finances of these people, the finances of my family and me. In Jesus' name, you are bound. Thank you, Father, now. You want us blessed so we can continue to be a blessing. We thank you, Lord, for these things now. In Jesus' name, and everybody in agreement said, Amen. Amen. So be it. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Praise the Lord.
Hallelujah. What time is it? Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. All right, children. You are dismissed. Anybody under the age of 12 may go. Anybody under the age of 12 may go. Praise the Lord. Oh, man, check those good-looking children out. You know, as they're going, I want to share something with you that I think it's important for you to understand. Um, I was talking to Mark about this earlier, but uh, I want you to know that we have a security team in this church. And you don't know who they are, and I'm not going to tell you who they are. But uh, the bottom line is, is that I want you to know your children are protected always, always. And um, we're going to be going back shortly to a sign-in thing, sign-in process where you sign your children in. And I might sound weird, but I tell you what, it's needed. It's needed in this day and in this hour. Are you hearing me? Um, and so um, I believe that, yeah, I just, you need to know that your children are kept safe and you're kept safe as well. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's kind of a good thing. You know the enemy's against the church right now? Who was, some, oh, I think Mark was telling me this, that he heard someone say this, that right now there are more people on this planet that hate God than ever before. But there are more people on this earth that love God than ever before. I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm one of the winning crowd, the winning team, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, praise God, praise God. How many ready for the word this morning? I won't preach too long. A couple hours. When's the, when's the first football game? Anybody know? <laughs> what, what, one o'clock? We got to one then, Gordon. <laughs> Excuse me, I need an usher to remove this woman from the front row. Her and uh, actually. Huh? What? How long? Yeah, that, what you said. Amen. I'm thinking about removing two women from our church right now for security reasons. No, well, well, maybe. Well, if they don't agree with me, they don't agree with Jesus. I mean, Jesus' favorite team is the Dallas Cowboys. Well, you can believe what you want. Anyway, three women now. Get out. No. Hallelujah. Megan sent me a, um, I don't know what you call them, a meme or whatever it is of the only uh, way you can keep Tom Brady from winning a Super Bowl from getting another ring. And it showed a picture of him in a Dallas Cowboy uniform. <laughs> I find it so funny. All of you people laugh. Most of you have never even watched football. If you watch football, you're like, oh, I don't know, where's that? What is that? Yeah. Anyway, praise God. Ready to move on from football? Yeah. How many, can I, no, I want, uh, seriously, I want, I want to know. Who in here likes to watch football besides me? One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine. Nine people. Woo! Hey. Hallelujah. I have been a football follower from my young age of, I don't even know when I started watching, but I did. So there you go. All right, let's move. Let's pray. Father, we come before you now in Jesus' name. We thank you for this opportunity to get into the word of God. We open our hearts to the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher and guide. We believe right now, Holy Spirit, you shall reveal the truth of the word to our hearts. Renew our minds with this wonderful truth. Help us, Lord God, to grow up in you. And Father, by your grace, we will not just be hearers of the word this day, but we shall be doers. Because we're doers of the word, we shall be blessed in what we do. You said it in your word. We thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, and everybody said? Amen. Amen. Now, a few weeks ago... This has been the, the kind of uh, message. We actually started way back in November, the 1st of November. Then the next message was the beginning of January, and now here we are, part three finally. But anyway, we restarted this message from back then, and um, the title of it is The God Who Is More Than Enough. The God Who Is More Than Enough. And we saw in Genesis chapter 17 that God told Abraham, I am Almighty God. I am Almighty God. Now, for any, most of us who read the Bible, and if you were just a 
how do I want to say this? You're not somebody who likes to dig deep into the meaning of words and stuff. That right there would have been enough. Almighty God, there's nobody mightier than our God, amen? But that word almighty means something, and it means El Shaddai. In other words, what he was saying to Abraham, I am El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. I am El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. And over and over again, throughout the book of Genesis, it talks about how God revealed himself to Abraham and to his son as just that, the God who is more than enough. In fact, he, uh, Abraham, the Bible tells us that Abraham became very rich. Everybody say very rich. very rich. In livestock, in silver, and in gold. And the Bible says of Isaac that he began to prosper and continue prospering until he became very prosperous. I don't know about you, but that sure does sound good to me. Amen. And the Passion Translation says, Isaac grew richer and richer until he became, he was extremely wealthy. Again, would you not like that to be said of you? Daniel grew richer and richer until he was extremely wealthy. Hello? <coughs> this is Bible, by the way. This isn't thus saith Pastor Dan. This is thus saith the Lord. This is the Bible. And I'm, the reason I, I, I mentioned this, that the reason they, that, that those things happened in their life was because they obeyed God. Because of their obedience to the Lord. And because they're in covenant with God. They were in covenant. God cut a covenant with them. A blood covenant with them. And listen, if that's true for them, how much more true should it be for us today? Not as, God, not as someone that, you know, I'll just say it this way. We are his children. How much more should it be said of us? When you obey God, what it does is it opens you up for great blessing. I said it opens you up for great blessing. Oh, glory to God. And listen, you are part of an eternal blood covenant. A covenant that is better than the old. Based upon better promises than the old. So if you see all that happening under the old covenant, how much more should it be true for us today? In fact, the Bible says this in Galatians 3.13. Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And why? So that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. So that we might receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Bible says this in uh, those verses in uh, Galatians 3.13 and 14. Can you look at that from the uh, Passion Translation? I believe I gave that to you. I hope I gave that to you. Yes? No? I didn't give that to you? Let's think of All right. Well, here. I, I'll read it to you. It says this. Yet Christ paid the full price to set us free from the curse of all. Notice he paid the full price. He absorbed the curse completely as he became a curse in our place. For it is written, everyone who is hung upon a tree is cursed. Verse 14 says, Jesus Christ dissolved the curse from our lives so that in him all the blessings of Abraham can be poured out upon Gentiles. Friends, that's speaking of you and me. Then you are now, uh, whoops, skipped to the wrong place. And now through faith, we receive the promised Holy Spirit who lives in us. Glory to God. All the blessings of Abraham are now ours. All the blessings of Abraham are now ours. Oh, thank you, Jesus. His blessings are being poured out upon us. In fact, uh, verse 29 in Galatians 3 from the Passion says, And if you belong to Christ, oh, this is so good. How many of you belong to Christ? Serious. How many of you are Christians? Okay. If you belong to Christ, then you are now Abraham's child and a true heir of all his blessings because of the promise God made to Abraham. Woo! Glory to God. All, if you belong to Christ, you are a true heir of all Abraham's blessings. You are a... <laughs> True heir of all 
Abraham's blessings. Now, the word heir there, one of the definitions for heir is equal possession because of equal position. Did you hear that? Equal possession because of equal position. <laughs> Listen, this is, you're going to have to pull this one up because I, I know I didn't put this one in there. I was just studying this today and this man, God, just rose up in my heart so good. Woo, glory to God. Romans 8, 16 and 17. Can you pull that up for me, please? Talking about being an heir now. And I'm going to teach a lesson on this. I know I will one day, but man, for right now, this won't get you. If this don't get you, oh my goodness, this is so exciting. Woo! The, all of the blessings of Abraham are now mine because I'm an heir. I'm an heir. I'm an heir. I'm a, I get equal possession because of equal position. And, and, but notice this one, Romans 8, 16 and 17. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then what? Heirs, heirs of who? Christ. Who and joint heirs with who? <laughs> we are joint heirs with Christ. We are heirs of God. We have... See, this is one of those biblical truths that sometimes is hard to grasp with our little pea minds. I mean, glory to God, we are joint heirs with Christ. The Bible actually tells us we've been made to sit with Christ in the heavenly places. We sit in the exact same seat of authority, the highest position of authority in the universe. And everything that Jesus inherited, we inherit. Yeah, I, I thought there'd be a little bit more shouting than that. I thought some people might get a little bit excited in the fact that you are a joint heir with Christ. Now, I want you to go with me one more place, Hebrews chapter 1. And if you didn't wear your shouting clothes, oh my goodness, you might want to change real quick. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1, what are we talking about? Heirs of Christ, joint, I mean, joint heirs with Christ. Woo, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, first start with verse 1, chapter 1. God, who at various times and various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, talking about the Old Testament, has in these last days, the new, under the New Testament, spoken to us by his Son. Now, notice, whom God, he, has appointed what? Of what? <laughs> Am I just that simple-minded to catch something like that? If I'm a joint heir with Christ and Jesus, God has appointed him, what? Heir of all things. I'm a joint heir with him. Could I say, based off of that scripture, that I am a joint heir of all things? And we wonder why, God, God, why aren't you blessing me? Why aren't you taking care of me? Could it be that you just don't know what belongs to you? Could it be that you are not taking advantage of what Jesus Christ has done for you? Oh, friends, if you catch this and you get a hold of this and you understand that it's guaranteed by the blood of Jesus, it's, it, it, we are part of an eternal blood covenant. There is nothing the devil can do to stop this from coming into your life. Amen. Nothing. He'll try to tell you it doesn't belong to you. He'll try to tell you that what you're believing for is wrong. He'll try to tell you you can't. I mean, money's the root of all evil. You know that money's the root of all evil. That's such a stick of lie from the enemy. We got to catch that. It's not money that's the root of all evil. If money was the root of all evil, then none of us would be able to survive at all if we cut it off for our lives. Am I just blowing smoke right now up here with my telling the truth? Is this not the Bible? The Bible says the love of money, the love of money, the love of money is the root of all evil. If you are so consumed with money that you don't even think about God, then you've got your priorities wrong. Amen. But if I believe what I just read in the Bible, that I'm a joint heir with Christ, which means, now, I just want to read that definition one more time. Equal possession because of equal position. Equal possession because of equal position. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Mark, will you bring me that chair right there? 
any one of them, just grab me a chair and bring it up here. Sean, come here. Hallelujah. This is the throne of God. God the Father is sitting here on his throne right now. Mark, you can stand back there and be Father God. All right, finally. And so now when Jesus got done with what he did and he applied the blood in the altar seat in the heavenlies and, 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 and he sat down at the right hand of the Father. Father, there's a position that Jesus now sits in. This position right here, this position, there is no greater position in the universe than right here. Is everybody with me right now? Now, what happened is through his work, because when he came, he didn't come because he needed the things he accomplished. He was already God. Are you with me? He did everything he did for you and for me. And the Bible is very clear that in him, I've been made to sit with him. That's why I got Sean and I didn't bring Riley up here. <laughs> so I've been made. How you doing? Hopefully I'm not hurting your knee. I've been made to sit with him in the heavenly places. Notice how the Bible says I've been made to sit with him. Because, see, for a lot of Christians, they say, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to sit there. I don't, I, it's just not, I don't, I don't measure up. I can't sit there. You've been made to sit there. I've been made to sit here. Right here. The right hand of the Father. And I, I, in him, in Christ. Now get this. I am a joint heir with him. Equal possession because of equal position. Everything he has accomplished and made available, everything that he inherited now belongs to me because I'm a joint heir with him. I hope you're catching this. Glory to God. Everything, all things. Okay, you can be seated. Sorry about your leg. All things. Everybody say all. all. Do you think God means all? Yes. I could just say amen and you can go home right now and be so blessed because of what I just shared there. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. I've been made to sit with Christ. I am now a joint heir with Christ. I can, through my inheritance, now in Christ, all things belong to me, including the blessings of Abraham. So when I read that, that God made Abraham very rich in livestock, in silver and gold, can I say that's me? Just saying, I'm just saying. If I, if I said, it, it, speaking of Isaac, he, he began to prosper and continue prospering until he became very prosperous. Isaac grew richer and richer until he was extremely wealthy. Can I say that's me? Okay, I'm glad two people are getting it. You need to catch this. It, it, I, I, I said before, it's going to take some mind renewal here. Mind renewal outside of the Bible, you don't want it. Mind renewal in line with the Bible, according to the Bible. What does God say in his word? When you get your mind renewed to see what it says in the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, it should change you drastically. And this revelation right here should change you drastically. I'm trying to help this church realize that you serve the God who is more than enough. Amen. He is your El Shaddai. You got to catch that, my friends. It's who he is. It's who he is. I don't want you to have the, uh, the mental... Uh, I don't want to say that, Lord. So many people... Even those who have gone to church have developed a false narrative, a false understanding of who God the Father is. And we're going to get into that in just a moment. I want you to look at John 10.10. 10. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Love this scripture. It says this in 10.10. Uh, 10. This is from the New King James. The thief does not come except for what? To steal and to kill and to destroy. So if it involves stealing, if it involves killing, if it involves destroying, who's doing it? God? To show us something? To teach us something? Or is that the M.O. 
the method of operation for Satan. He's all about stealing, killing, and destroying. But notice Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and they, <laughs> that they may have it more abundantly. Yeah. Whoo! The Amplified says, I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full, to it overflows. The Passion Translation says, but I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness, until you overflow. Glory to God. Jesus came to give us life. The God kind of life. The God of the, I mean, the life of the eternal God. And, And he came to give it to us. The word for abundantly is from the Greek word parisos. I know you're probably going to go home and talk about parisos later on. But listen to what that word means. It means superabundance. It means excessively, overflowing, surplus, over and above, more than enough, profusely, extraordinary, above the ordinary, more than sufficient. My friends, that's the kind of life Jesus came to give us. I said, that's the kind of life Jesus came to give us. I'm going to say it one more time, and I want everybody to catch this. That's the kind of life Jesus came to give us. He came to give us a life that is extraordinary. He came to give us a life that overflows. He came to give us a life that is more than enough. Does that not sound like the God who is more than enough? And notice, this is so important. This is something the Lord is just showing me. I like this so much. Oh, glory to God. It's just not talking about a duration of life here. Although that's included in it. It's talking about a quality of life. You need to write that down because that's powerful. The life Jesus came to give us is not just talking about duration. It's talking about quality. I got a question for you. Question time. How many believe the life of God includes sickness and disease? How many believe the life of God includes being bound to drugs, to alcohol, to pornography, whatever? How many believe the, 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 the life of God includes lack and poverty, barely scraping by? No, my friends, the life Jesus came to give us does not include being sick and broken down and, 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 and being broke and disgusted and, and being bound. No. The life God, the life Jesus came to give us is the life of God. It is a life of health. It is a life of freedom. It is a life of prosperity, living in abundance. That's the kind of life he came to give you and me. And he did not just come to give it to us a little bit. He came to give it to us overflowingly, super abundantly. Selah, stop and think about that. Oh, I want you guys to catch this today. Because this is the God who we serve. The God who is more than enough. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we also saw in the Gospel of John a few months ago that our God not only filled the bellies of over 5,000 men plus plus women and children with only five barley loaves and two small fish, but he also filled 12 large baskets with all the leftovers. Have you ever really seriously sat down You and God and meditated on that. Five loaves of bread. You go to the store and you buy five loaves of bread. You know, for a family of four, that might last you a couple days, three days. If a a family of eight, that might last you a half an hour. But, (laughs) but, but, But seriously, five loaves, two fish. And he feeds, some people believe it was between 10 and 15,000 people were there that day. Five loaves, two fish. And the thing that was so amazing to about, about it, if you go back and read it and study it, Jesus had him sit down into, in groups of 50 and hundreds, 75 or whatever the case is. And then he told his disciples to start to pass it out. Pass it out. Something was going on as they passed it. As they kept passing it, blessed to be a blessing. As they kept passing it, it kept going, kept going, kept going. 
Work through all the crowds. Work through this crowd. Work through this crowd. Remember, we were just talking about five loaves of bread now, two fish. And it's going through all of these different people. Let's just say 10,000 people there sitting. I've been there. I've been to this place where it happened. And I'm like, oh, glory to God. But anyway, that's another side story. But anyway, listen, it just kept filtering from one group to the next until it got to the end. And and it, it still didn't stop. It was so much happening, they filled up. How many baskets? Twelve baskets. And we're not talking about, you know, Easter baskets. Or something. We're talking these big baskets filled with bread and fish. That's my God. I never even thought about that, being blessed to be a blessing right there. But that, isn't that true? It just kept flowing. Kept flowing as they keep they're being blessed, but I'm going to bless. Be blessed, going to be blessed. And they had so much left over for 12 baskets. And God... Not wanting to show that it was a mistake or there's something random. Not too long later, did it with 4,000 men, including men and women. But this time, I think they had seven loaves of bread and, and a few fish. And not, not, once again, not only did everybody get enough to eat, they left there with seven baskets full of bread and fish. Our God is the God who is more than enough. Glory to Jesus. Then we saw in Luke 5 that after Peter had sowed his boat into the ministry of Jesus. Jesus, can I use your boat? I'm going to go out. I'm going to preach to these people. And he went out on the uh, the Sea of Galilee. And he began to minister. But after he got done, he turned around to Peter and said, Peter, go out and fish now. Peter's a fisherman. He understands how it works there. They would go at night so the fish couldn't see the net. The net would be let down in the water, and they'd run into the net. They'd catch the fish. That's the way they did not They didn't use bait. They used nets. Okay? Everybody with me? So this is during the day now. And, and Jesus says, go, go, go out there and cast out your nets. And Peter, I'm sure in his mind, he's saying, come on, dude. I just, you got to use my boat. I just washed my nets. I really don't want to go out. But, but I'll, 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 I'll go out. I'll just let down the net. And that's what he did, one net. But then all of a sudden, when he let down the one net, here come the fish. And the fish have been beaconed by Jesus. And the fish are coming to that net. And then all of a sudden, the fish are hitting that net. And the net begins to break. So much so that Peter's going, hey, get the rest of the boats out here. Drop all these nets. And it got to the place where the nets began to break. And the boats began to sink. Now, if you are understanding something here, this was Peter's business. This was his livelihood. He had sowed into Jesus' life, into his ministry to preach the gospel. And now look what was the result. He got so much fish coming in. Woo! Glory to God. Our God is the God who is more than enough. Amen. Glory to God. Whoa, how long, much longer I got? My timekeeper over here. Whoa, can you make it go back a little? No. Go to Ephesians chapter 3. I'm going to do my best. Whoo, thank you, Jesus. Again, this is a familiar scripture, but my goodness, it's so powerful. Catch it. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to your heart now. Maybe you've read it hundreds of times, but this time he's going to show you something you've never seen before. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 from the Amplified. Now to him who by, in consequence of, the action of his power, that is at work within me. Everybody say me. Me. Within us is able to carry out his purpose and do what? Super abundantly. There it is again. That word, super abundantly. Far over and above. All that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So be it. My question is this. When does Jesus get glory? Who is he supposed to be getting glory from? I'll say it that way. The church. How does the church bring him glory? By getting to the place where we're living in in that place he has for us 
of being in superabundance, far over and above all we could ask or think, dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. I'm going to tell you a little secret here. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ has not in any form or fashion stood on this scripture and believed God for it. Because if this was the way it's written here, then glory to God, we'd be so blessed right now. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about you and me. We would be so blessed. But see, well, I can't ask God for that much. I don't want people to think I love money. Friends, listen, you'll know your heart. I kinda, I'll just share. I'm just going to tell off on myself. My wife and me. We just did something. I did something for her. For, uh, I'm going to be a blessing to my wife. I've been wanting to do this for her for some time. And, and, and we got some money coming in. And, and it's like I got all this money sitting in my account now. And you know what I want? I've been thinking. Okay, I'm going to give this much to the church. Oh, yeah, glory to God. But I started thinking of my kids. And I started thinking about, man, God, I really like to just throw some money their way, you know. I'm blessed. And I like going, yes, sir. Amen. Preach it, brother. <laughs> But, but it's, 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 it, when it gets in you, it becomes a part of you. And you love to do it. I saw the other day, we were talking about taking up an offering for Irene. And all of a sudden, two people began to just kind of squirm around. They're just going around, squirming around, squirming around. Next thing, they pull a checkbook out and they write a big check. They got it. They caught it. And they, they did it. They sowed. And Great Harvest is coming back to them. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Listen to this scriptures from the uh, uh, Passion Translation. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. Never doubt. Everybody say never doubt. Never doubt. Who, what are we not to doubt God about here? God's mighty power. Whew. Working in me, accomplishing all of this. I'm not to doubt that. Have you ever had times in your life where finances are concerned, you started to think, oh, my goodness, how am I going to do this? Why? Because it's something you can see. Have you, does anybody in here besides me pay bills? I, I, was, talking, oh, I was talking to Mark the, uh, the other day. This didn't happen today. But I was talking to him, and he goes, you're off on Monday still, aren't you? I said, nope. Fi Monday is my finance day. I do the finances for us personally. I do the finances for the church, and I do the finances for the bus. All day long, I'm doing fine. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, and, and, but it, it's, it's, I know how much are in the accounts. I know how much is going out. I know how, how much these bills are. I know how much Riley takes from me. No, I'm just kidding. See, I, had, I just threw that in there for free. But anyway, but, but, but I, I, I know from whence I speak here, I know that I've dealt with this. I've dealt with this because I see the books. I pay the bills. I know how much is there. And you don't know how many times my wife has come into me and I'm about to explode. I'm just being honest. I'm just kidding. You want me to be real? I'm going to be real. I'm about to explode because I don't see it. How in the world is this going to happen? And she'll just come in here, just smile, just love, just praise the Lord. <laughs> Get out of here. No. <laughs> Listen, I'm a human being. I deal with this stuff. But how many know that she's right? Amen. Do I really believe that what God said in his word is so? I, and then I'm reminded where the church is concerned. We just gave an offering of over $20,000. We just gave another offering at the beginning of the year of $5,000. We just gave another offering in October for $5,000. Now, if I'm my mind, my quick line, quick mind, I told you I did the finances. That's 30, over $30,000 just right there in those three offerings. And we've given much more than that. And glory to God, if that much has gone out, I, 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 and for me, simple math here, what's 30-fold of $30,000? Well, you looking at me nodding your head. I'm asking you a question. You, oh, you, how much? $30 million? Okay, anybody got a calculator? <laughs> All my students here. He's like, he's like looking at me going, 30 thousand times 30 you just add one zero to it and multiply it that's 90 900,000 900,000 thank you but okay what's 60 fold 60 fold is 1.8 million right 1.8 million 1.8 million was that right see I told you my, my, my calculator in my head's going now 
I use a calculator, by the way. Anyway, 100-fold. We ought to know what a 100-fold. That's easy. Uh, what's 100-fold of $30,000? I just want you to hear this. How much? Say it again. How much? $3 million. $3 million. People have said to me, Pastor Dan, how do you determine the amount that's going to come back to you? And I'm going to throw this out to you for free. Be it unto you according to your faith. Be it unto you according to your faith. I am convinced that we are the ones that limit God by our small thinking. I sat in my office yesterday and I kept looking at my sign. I got on my, over my window in my office. No more small thinking. No more limited dreaming. No more small thinking. No more limited dreaming. And I have underneath there Celebration of Life Church, the Buzz Coffee Bar, uh, Canaan Land Northwest, and my family and me. No more small thinking. No more limited dreaming. Where all of those different people or entities are concerned. I'm telling you right now, I am not going to think small any longer where it comes to this church. $3 million comes in. How many of we can go buy us a really nice property right now? Now, I'm fixing to say something real, and it's going to probably rock a few of you. But $3 million is not going to be enough to do what God wants us to do. But my God is faithful. I keep doing it his way. He's, the moment I, I act on the word, he makes himself responsible for the results. He gets all the glory. I will not stand in our new church and do this. This is all because of me. No. I'm going to stand in that church probably crying my eyes out, lifting my hands to the Lord. See, in my, you know what I've seen in my heart? I've seen a church filled of people worshiping God with their hands lifted high. If you ever see me in our new church, in the first service we have, and that place is packed out, and I, you see me walking around the back, it's because I have to see it, what I've seen in here. A whole church filled with people lifting their hands, worshiping him. And I'm going to tell you something. I will lift my hands, and I will praise him, and I will give him all the glory. Glory to God. The point of everything I've shared with you up to this point is this. We've got to get our minds renewed. We've got to get our minds renewed. What does the Bible say? Not what religion has taught us. Not what the, the doctrines of men have taught. You know that the Bible says it's the doctrines of, that, that, that the traditions of men limit God. People say, you can't limit God. You can't limit God. What you talking about, man? You can't limit God. Oh, yes, you can. The Bible says that the, the children of Israel limited God because of their unbelief we can limit God because of our unbelief I don't know about you see I've said this to you before and it bears repeating right now do you understand that you're going to believe one way or the other because even if you not believe in what God said in his words you're still believing choosing to believe something you're choosing to believe not to believe God so I, I just made this real lightning quick decision of mine I said I'm just going to stick with God see God's bigger than I am God knows everything God he knows everything he knows the beginning from the end. Oh, I got to do is just side in with him. I, I, I don't know how you're going to do it, God. I don't know how it's going to happen. He never asked me to know how he's going to do it. He's never told me how it works. All I got to do is be in obedience to what he said in his word and know that he's coming through for me. That's it. So it, 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 I said all that to say this. It's really simple to believe. I said, it's really simple to believe. You're going to believe one way or the other. Why not just choose to believe God? And what he said is, if you read it in the Holy Bible, believe it. I, I, I believe it. If, if, if the Bible said it, that settles it. I choose to believe it. Are you hearing me? If the Bible said it, that settles it. It's an eternal word. The word of God will never change. Because God will never change. And those are his words. If God said it, that settles it. I choose to believe it. Amen. And if the Bible tells me that he is called El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough, I glory to God, I'm going to choose to believe it. I have seen it happen in my life too many times, time after time after time. But what I have done is I've put limitations on it. Oh, it just can't only go up this big. 
I mean, come on, man. We don't have a huge church yet. We only have about 60, 70 people that come to this church regularly. God's not going to bring in that kind of money. What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm limiting God. I'm limiting God. Can I, can I, how do I do this? I want to ask, I could probably ask someone in here right now. <laughs> not going to do it. I don't want to put the person on the spot. But when you wrote that check that you wrote for that amount of money, person, did you ever think that you'd be able to write a check for that amount? Everybody should be going, yeah, no, 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 or yes, or no, no. The point I'm trying to get across is we've got to break out of limitations like that. You know that someone's going to write this, check, this church a check for $1 million? Oh, Pastor Dan, there you go again. Oh, I am going. See, see, you know what I've decided to do? I've decided to be like my little nephew on that table way back in Canaan. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we had those big old long you know, tables you used to sit around the people. and there, It was a, you know, a bunch of men would sit around it and everything. And my, my nephew and my, my sister and, and her husband came to see me while I was there. And, and, and I would put them on one end of the table. And he would just run down the table and jump into my arms. And I ran back, and I run and put him back at the end of the table and run back over to that end. And he would run, and he would jump into my arms. And God said to my heart, that's how I want you to be with me. When things seem impossible, like they cannot be done, it's beyond anything you could ever imagine. I want you to just run and jump. I will catch you. I'll be right there. No more limitations. No more small thinking. We're going to be a church that dreams big. Because, see, if I read what I just read uh, right here, <laughs> far over, can I just, God is able to do, carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, our highest desires, our highest thoughts, our highest hopes. Our highest dreams. Notice it's infinitely beyond that. Have you ever been able to think big before? I'm being sincere right now. Have you ever thought big in this room? Now, according to this Bible, this scripture, it's saying here, it's infinitely beyond your highest dreams, thoughts, hopes. Oh, glory to God. You talk about taking a sledgehammer. To the box we've had the Lord in all these years. It's called a limitation box. God, you can do it this much, but not that much. There's just no way. That happens for some people, but not me. No, you're right. It won't happen for you. How about let's just say forget, throw caution to the wind, and step out and say, let's do this. Let's show the world who our God really is. Let's show the world that our God is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. And when the things start to happen, who gets all the glory? He does. He does. I'm telling you, friends, listen to me. I'm not up here just preaching. I'm living this. Is, and I'm, it's a process. It's a journey. You know that your pastor has stumbled sometimes? I've made mistakes. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Point I'm trying to make is I'm not perfect. You don't have to be perfect. We've got the perfect one. His name is Jesus. But I guarantee you this much. My God is limitless. I want to say that one more time in closing. My God is limitless. Limitless. There are no, there's nothing that, 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 that there's nothing There's nothing that we could ever believe him for that he will look at Jesus and say, that's too big. I can't do that. That's too big. Because if that was true, God would be a liar. Because I, if I'm not mistaken, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the Bible says all things are possible to those who believe. No more limitations. No more small thinking. Let's take this church to the place it's supposed to be. 
I want this church, I, I want to say something, and I'm not saying this in arrogance, I'm saying to all the glory to Jesus, all the, all the glory to my El Shaddai. I want it to be said of people, be voiced abroad about what's happening in a church in Montana, in the Gallatin Valley of Montana. I want it to be voiced abroad that that place is being used by God to send monies and, 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 and help and whatever else is needed throughout the world. Amen. Glory to God. To sit there and say, anytime someone comes into our place to preach, any missionary shows up at our doorstep, they're leaving from here with at least $50,000. Could, could, could it get like that, Pastor Dan? He's limitless. He owns the silver and gold. <laughs> Thank you, God. Jesus is an heir of God. He owns the silver and gold. That means all the silver and gold are his, and I'm a joint heir with Christ. Just saying. Just saying. Do you see how we're going to have to get our minds renewed to these things? It's a process, and I understand it, but I'm telling you right now, it will change us. It will change you. It will change this church. We're going to step into a a destiny that I believe that God has for this church to go not just to this Gallatin Valley, not just to the state of Montana, not just to this northwest part of of the country, but throughout the world. Throughout the world. Throughout the world. I am a young buck. I say that because I'm fixing to turn 60. And I have to tell myself, I don't care if I started when I was 75 getting this revelation. The revelation is now in me. And I'm going to keep it stirred up. And I'm trusting God to get it out to you. And I believe in Jesus' name. You wait and see. I was saying to my wife yesterday, come and see. Isn't that what they said? Isn't that what Jesus said to the people who asked about Jesus? I mean, what is the miracles? I don't know if it was Jesus or to his disciples. And they said to him, come and see. Come and see. Oh, you hear what's going on at Celebration of Life Church? Come and see. Come and see. Ooh. Ooh. See, y'all, 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 y'all are here now. Y'all are here now. And you look around, you're going, man, there might be 30, 40 people in here right now. That's it. If that many. And you're talking about reaching hundreds, thousands. Now get this, millions. You're talking about reaching that many? <laughs> no more limits. No more limits. Does this do something to you? Does it kind of stir you up a little bit? Do you want to do some billy bops real quick? Bob. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, I come now to praise you and thank you. I thank you so much for the love you have for me, for all of these people in here. That you have shown us, demonstrated to us, the love, that incredible love of yours. When you gave the greatest gift of all, Jesus, your son, to come to this earth. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming. Thank you, Jesus. You showed us the way to live the life of faith. You showed us the way to operate in the authority that you operated in. Then, even though you never sinned, though tempted with everything I've ever been tempted with, you were made sin with my sins. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've done for me. And I'm my prayer, Father, so that everybody in this room and anyone that may listen, be a live stream today or throughout the week will get this revelation that you are the God who is more than enough. And that our best days are before us. Lord, I'm asking you for grace for everyone in this place and yes, in my life to throw off any and every limitation that would hinder us in walking out and fulfilling the big destiny you have for us. You have stirred me up, Lord. 
You have spoken these things to my heart, shown me these things in my heart. And I, you know me, you know my heart, you know me better than, than, than anyone or even myself. You know that I believe this. And I believe it's coming to pass. Glorious days. Glorious days. And the word shall be preached and shall be accompanied with signs and wonders. Miracles shall be done in the name of Jesus. That's right. Yes. The lame shall be brought in in wheelchairs and gurneys on gurneys. They shall rise up healed. Healed. Healed in the name of Jesus. Yes. Glory to God. I even see limbs growing out, Lord. I see people coming in with, with hearts. Hearts that were given very little time to live. And a new heart was placed in there. Completely healed. Strong and healthy. I see blind eyes being opened and people seeing for the very first time. I see the deaf ears being opened, being able to hear. I see the lame rising up and, oh yes, the shouting, the dancing in place, but not just in place, the running around the whole church. I see the dead being raised up. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You said, he who believes on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. Greater works that shall he do because I go to the Father. I believe it. I expect it. And I'm thanking you for it already, Lord. I will not put limitations on you in that area or any other area. By your grace, I am determined to live my life without limitations. I am determined to live my life without small thinking. And I know it's a process, Father. And I'm thank you, thankful that you're leading me, leading me and guiding me step by st step through this life. Where the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And as I follow the leading of the Spirit, I will always be in the right place at the right time. To hear from you. To flow with you. To minister to the people around me. To be used by you. To be a blessing. A blessing in the lives of those around me. For I am blessed. Blessed to be a blessing. Hallelujah. These people are blessed. Blessed to be a blessing. I worship and praise you now. I give you glory and honor. Thank you, Lord, for the work you're doing in me and the work you're doing in everyone in here. All of our family and, and, and that's here or those that may not be here. Other people that may not be here today. I believe the good work you've begun in us. You will complete and perfect right up until the day of the Lord. We're yielded to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. We're yielded to the word. <laughs> yes. Yes. Glory to God. I believe for revelation in the lives of these people. That we will look upon you. Our heavenly daddy. El Shaddai. And recognize that you are. Truly the God who is more. Than enough. I praise you. and Thank you now father. Now with your eyes closed. No one looking around just quickly. Just quickly please. If there's somebody in this room would say, Pastor Dan, I don't know if I die today, I'd go to be with Jesus. I don't know with certainty that I've received him into my heart. And you want to pray that prayer with me this morning. Friends, the greatest decision you'll ever make is that one. Because it sets your eternal destiny. Where you will live forever, whether with God or separated from God. It's your choice. If anybody in the room would say, that's me, Pastor Dan, I want to know that if I died today, I'd go to be with the Lord. All it takes is a simple prayer of faith. If I'm speaking to you right now, just slide a hand up. Nobody looking around. I don't want anybody looking around. But I want you to be sincere. Ask yourself, do I know? I know most of you have already raised your hands before. But if you've never done so, I want you to do it now. Just slide a hand up right now. Anybody in here say, that's me. I know the majority of you are Christians. Hallelujah. Anybody else say that? I'm just not sure. Hallelujah. So is that hand going up? You two look at me. Nobody else. You know who I'm talking to. Is that your decision? I'm not going to embarrass you. No one's looking around. They don't know who I'm talking to. Okay. Do you want to receive Jesus? 
You? All right, I want everybody to keep their eyes closed. I'm going to go pray with this person. Hallelujah. Nothing to be ashamed about. This is the absolute best decision you could ever make. This is not a mistake that you're here today. Can I have your hand? All we're going to do is pray. Can you turn me off? Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. If there's anybody else in here, say real quickly. I know we've gone a little bit long. That might say, I'm a Christian, but I just need to get right with God. I'm not saying, you know, obviously you can do that on your own. But if you want me to pray with you, anybody else would say, that's me. Just need to get right with the Lord. Looking around the room, just slide a hand up. Anybody in here? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody look up, please. So if someone got born again. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I tell you, it's, it, see, that to me is the greatest honor right there. You know, healing someone physically is, people are like, oh, my goodness. Man, when you get to pray with somebody, we're talking about eternity. We just changed their eternity. Amen. Hallelujah. There's nothing greater. That person just went from a state of death unto life. Woo, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for these people once again. I'm asking you to bless them as they go. Keep everybody safe. Bring everybody safely back Wednesday evening uh, for the uh, Wednesday night service, uh, Thursday morning for the women's Bible study, and then next Sunday bring everybody back as we continue with this study, as we continue to learn about you, the God, who is more than enough. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed.